Amen. Thank you. I want to ask you then, as we're thinking about that, what's church? You know, is church a uh, uh, 48 by 78 foot long building? Is that what church is? Is church a 4,000 foot expansion to the building? Is that what church is? We, we, um, we kind of get it wrong. The Bible, the real word for, for a gathering of believers is ecclesia. That's the original term. Ecclesia and Ecclesia isn't even about Jesus. It's about a gathering of people who have the same beliefs, who have the same structure, who are gathered together for the same purpose. So every time that Tina has a healing strong meeting, she's having an Ecclesia. She's having a small group of people who have the same values and the same goals and the same purposes. And if that takes the teaching away for the evening because we need to care for each other, then they've had what we call church. Celebrate Recovery that we talked about last week is an ecclesia. It's about people who have hurts and habits and hang-ups, and they have problems with life. Things go on, and anybody ever had a problem in life? Anybody ever had a hurt? Okay, just raise your hand if you've had a hurt. Okay, maybe let's, yeah, just, okay, put them down. Anybody not had a hurt? Right, so, uh, so when we talk about celebrate recovery, we're not talking about drugs and alcohol, sure that comes up, but people with hurts, with habits and hangups, and so when they get together and they begin to have this discussion about how God wants to heal us and how God wants to bring life to that, they're a group that is having ecclesia, they're having church. We come on a Sunday morning and we come together with the same purpose, we gather together here and our, and our goal is in part, our goal is to worship God together, right? It's just to spend time collectively, hopefully you do that on your own as well, but it's to spend time collectively, the same mindset, the same goal, the same purpose, we experience ecclesia, we experience a, a group who have the same purpose, we experience church. So the primary purpose of coming together is not to hear one person get up and speak. The primary purpose of us getting together is eventually growing so that we have little groups and gatherings of ecclesia taking place within the larger context. And I just have to tell you, this has nothing to do with my notes whatsoever, okay? But in Matthew, so if she doesn't get the scriptures up, understand it's not her problem. In Matthew chapter 28, we get um, down to verse 19. Jesus has been crucified. He's risen from the dead. He's reappeared to the church. And he comes to the last words that he has to say to his followers, the last words that he has to say to the people who are following after them. And then the 11 disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. Grab hold of that. Some doubted, but some doubted. And then Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and in earth has been given to me. Jesus said, when I went through this whole process of death, I was fully God, fully human, submitted myself. When I died, I descended into hell, took all authority back, all authority in heaven, because he came from heaven, and on earth, and actually from hell, had been given to him because he won in all those arenas. He was in heaven, he, he was from the beginning. He laid that 
God had down, laid that deity down, came to earth. He did not sin while he was here, so he beat earth. Then he went to hell and he defeated the enemy. And so top to bottom, he's got it covered. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, because of that, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Go. Go and baptize. Go and make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you, and surely I am with you even to the very end of the age. So he's not saying, then go to church. Actually, what he's saying is, go and be the church. Go, go and be the church. Have ecclesia. Have small groups, have small gatherings, get people together. Talk about this baptizing in the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Create making disciples. Go and make disciples. Did he say go and make babies? Okay, baby Christians. Didn't say go and make baby Christians either, did he? Didn't say go out and get everybody saved and then leave them hanging. What did this say I told you to hang on to? Some doubted. Some of his 11, some of the followers, the 11 followers doubted. That's kind of crazy, right? They walked with him for three years. They saw him walk on water. They saw him feed thousands of people with just a couple of loaves of bread and a couple of fishes. And yet some doubted. They saw him die. They saw him come back. How could they doubt? Here he's standing there talking to them. Some doubted. You ever have doubts? Yeah, sometimes we have doubts, right? Jesus said, go and make disciples of all men. And then we see in Acts, again, Acts chapter two is where we're headed, Hallie. Acts chapter two, we're not in Acts. Acts chapter two, starting in verse 42. We're gonna go from verse 42 to verse 47. She may get it, she may not. They, the believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, breaking, uh, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miracles and signs were done by the apostles. They gathered together, all these believers, they gathered together in one mind, in one heart. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, the breaking of bread. So, so, so the, the, the early church actually started by people getting together in these small groups by having one purpose, one mind, one heart. We're gonna share Christ. We're gonna grow in Christ. So the church was, was born, the church grew, and what we find is that it grew because people grabbed a hold of it, not because they came to one central location, but it's because they grabbed a hold of the truth. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, to prayer. They prayed for each other. I was just talking with somebody this, this week and he said he was part of a church at one time and the pastor came out on a Sunday morning and he was just all amped up and he said, I'm the one who makes the money around. I'm the one who gets paid. I'm the one who needs to be praying for people. Stop praying for people. I'm hearing that you all are praying for too many people. Stop praying for people. That's my job. It's just not biblical. You should be praying for people. We should be gathering together, having conversations, recognizing someone's got hurt, someone's got pain, someone's got a family situation going on. We should be praying for one another. Right? Right? 
We should feel free to do that. You go, I'm not sure, Pastor. I don't, I'm not sure I know how to do that. Here's how you do that. God, please bless my brother. Just, just open your mouth. Just put your hand on him. Ask him, can I pray for you? All I'm going to do is talk to God on your behalf. That's all it is. That's all it is. There's no magic. There's no formula. There's no hokey pokey. We're just asking God to do what he can do. Or hocus pocus, which would that be? Probably not the left foot in, right? Or the right foot in? Okay, they devoted themselves to the apostles. And many, they were filled with awe and miraculous signs and wonders were done by the apostles. And all the believers were together and they, were, they, they had everything in common, selling their possessions and their goods. They gave to everyone. It sounds like they actually cared about each other, right? Like they actually cared. You know, if I got an extra... $1,500 that came in this week, yes, I could buy more tools. I could do that. But perhaps, just perhaps, God wants me to share with somebody who has a need. And just perhaps, maybe, God wants me to extend the grace of Christ and take someone out and say, you know what, how's life going? The church needs to grow, we've talked about growing beyond these walls, and I believe it's true, we need to grow beyond these walls, but we're gonna do that when, as individuals, now you say, okay, well, well, do you have a handbook so I can do it right? Yeah, I do, it's it's called Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, just get in and let's just figure it out. What happens if I screw up? Well, ask for forgiveness. First time I taught a teen group. First time I taught a teen group. First lesson. I get up, I'm teaching, and I don't know what I was teaching on, but one little girl in the back raised her hand and she said, excuse me, it kind of sounds like you're, what you're talking about is uh, like reincarnation. I said, you know, it does kind of sound like that. She said, I didn't think we believed in that. I said, I think you're right, we don't believe in that. I'll have an answer for you next week. We screw up sometimes, it's okay. Don't go preaching reincarnation. But it's, it's, we screw up, and God loves us, and he cares about us so much. We need to be sharers of the gospel. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts, and they broke bread in their homes, and they ate together with gladness and with sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those that were being saved. Do you know why? Do you know why he added to their number daily? Because people found out that they cared. People found out that they cared. We're gonna have a conversation. I'm gonna pray for you. You need food this week? I got extra food. Come on over. We're gonna have a Bible study. We don't have to have a Bible study. What we have to do is talk about God. Let's get God involved. How do we do that, folks? How do we do that? Because that's ecclesia. That's the church. That's what church is about. This morning, we're going to talk about John chapter 7. I want to go back to the book of John because I think it kind of ties in with where we're headed this morning. John chapter seven, we left off in John six. So at the end of John chapter six, Jesus had just healed uh, uh, some people. He had just fed 5,000 people. He had, he had walked on water and he gave this difficult teaching about people receiving who he was. 
about uh, his body and, and his blood. They'd begun to have this difficult conversation. And we find at the end of John chapter six that people are falling away, they're leaving. Disciples are leaving in mass numbers now because they, they don't really know if they can follow this hard teaching. How many of you know sometimes following the Lord gets hard? Sometimes it gets hard because we gotta die to ourselves. We gotta lay down some of our own desires and our hopes and our thoughts and our dreams and, and let God bring something else uh, alive. So we find people walking away from Christ. Now, there had been more going on apparently because we get to John chapter seven and verse one. After this, Jesus went around in Galilee. He did not wanna go about in Judea because the Jewish leaders there were looking for a way to kill him. I think I'll hang out in DL because everybody up in Fargo, the religious leaders are looking for a way to kill me. I think I'll stay here. Okay, so Jesus had just done all these amazing things and the religious folks were really upset. They were particularly upset about one healing back in John chapter five, but John uh, chapter seven and verse two, but when the Jewish festival of tabernacles was near, this, I, I've been a believer for many, so I was 18, I'm not gonna tell you, a long time, 18. I've read this scripture countless times, I've never seen this, uh, this happens when the Jewish festival of the tabernacle was near, Jesus' brothers said to him, leave Galilee and go to Judea so that your disciples may see the works that you do. His brothers, these are his brothers. Now some denominations teach that Mary was a virgin and that Jesus was born of a virgin and that she was, remained a virgin the rest of her life, but that's not what we see in Matthew and in Mark. We see lists of Jesus' brothers here. This is Jesus' brothers. Okay, you think you had a hard time living up to your brothers, your older brother's expectations? Living up to his reputation? How about having to live up to Jesus' reputation with all the people in school and all the neighborhood kids? And you think you, you think you had it tough. Mine wasn't so bad. My brother was... If I just stayed an inch above, it was easy. It wasn't, it wasn't a hard thing. But. So the Jewish festival is near, and his brothers tell him that he should, you should leave Galilee and go to Judea, where they want to kill you. They didn't add that. So that your disciples may see the works that you're doing. No one wants to go and be a public figure and yet act in secret. Since you're doing all these things, go and show yourself to the world. You're doing all these great things, Raymond. You know, you're really doing a lot of great things around here. And honestly, I mean, I know those guys, they're, they're talking about killing you and all, but I don't know about that. You, you need, you, all these things are going, you need to go and show your disciples what's really going on. And the next line says, for even his own brothers did not believe in him. They saw the miracles, how could they not see the miracles? They saw him feeding people, and if they didn't see it, somebody certainly was gonna say, did you hear what your brother did last night? Man, I was at this meeting, and all of a sudden your brother got up there, and he's grabbed these fish, and he's breaking them, and we fed 5,000 people. Everybody ever tell you about something that your brother did, or your sister did? Did you see what your dad did? Oh my goodness. just never read, I never understood it was his brothers. I was thinking it was the brothers. These are his brothers. This is Simon. It, it's James. 
it's uh, uh, Judas, not Judas Iscariot. These are, these are his brothers. And this is the same James. Now right here, uh, John is saying that James didn't even believe in Jesus. And in the book of Acts, James rises up and he becomes this great leader in the church. As a matter of fact, he writes the book of James. Somewhere along the line, James got saved. That's what happened. You know what this points out to me? Is that you don't get saved just by being in close proximity to Jesus. You can hang around the church all the time. You can be in close proximity. That doesn't mean you're gonna get saved. I've proven that over and over again. I can stand in the garage all day long, it doesn't make me a mechanic. I buy all the right tools. It does not make me a mechanic. Proximity doesn't make it happen. Just because I'm close does not mean that there is that relationship there. His brothers knew everything that was going on and yet they did not believe in him. Remember the apostles in the end of, uh, in, end of Matthew? Some doubted him. Therefore Jesus told them, my time has not yet come My time has not yet come for you. Any time will do. You can go up there anytime you want to. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify that its works are evil. So you go to the festival. I'm not going to the festival because my time has not fully come. And after he said this, he stayed in Galilee for a while. He told him, you go ahead and go. They were... This is, just, this is just crazy. I'm reading through this this week. It's like they're excited. They're like, man, you're doing all these miracles. You really ought to go up and show that stuff off. Your, your followers, your disciples, they need to see that. You should go up there. But they don't believe in him. They, they doubted him. Proximity didn't make a difference. They still didn't. They saw him feeding people. They saw him walking on water. They heard all the testimonies. And yet they did not believe in him. Something like, why did they want him to go? I went curling last night for the first time. You ever been curling? You know the things that it does to your body? This guy's a pretty good curler. He's a pretty good curler. I actually heard stories that he can push off. Now your brother was telling me this. Push off, spin 360 degrees, and then let the rock go. Is that right? Can you actually do that? And make it go where you want to go? I've got muscles hurting in places that I can't even describe to you. And he's out there spinning 360 degrees and throwing, curling this. So he's a pretty good curler. So I, I kind of like being around him. I even, I even got to be on his team. I like being on his team. It made me a better curler just being on his team, right? <laughs> Who was watching? Who told? Even they didn't believe. Even they didn't believe. It makes me, I, I kind of like this. I'm going to be on that team. That's the team I want to be on. They're all playing much, much better. I want to be on that team. I think that's what Jesus' brothers wanted. They wanted to go to Gala. They wanted to go, with, they wanted to, go to, to, the, to the temple, to the, to the celebration. They wanted to go to Jesus because he was a better, because look, he does more miracles. They wanted to be with him. You can sit down now, thanks. He's going to quit sitting close. That's what's going to happen. He's going to start sitting back farther. But they wanted to be around him because he was going to be the center. When he went up there, he was going to be the center of attention. And they're like his managers. You know, they're like, hey, this is our brother. Hey, 
Watch the, yeah, see, why, go ahead, go ahead, go, do, do that healing thing. Yeah, yeah, see, that's my brother. They wanted to be with him. I think there's a caution. I think there's a caution for the church. I think there's a caution for the church. We hang around, we hang around all that stuff, we're looking for all those things, and Jesus said, I am not gonna go up there not the way you want me to. I'm not gonna do that. In the very next verse, Jesus sneaks up. His own brothers didn't believe him, and yet we find in uh, the very next verse, I missed my page, so John chapter seven, verse 10, Jesus stays at home, and then in verse 10, he goes up to the temple, he goes up to the festivities privately without anybody knowing. And then, I'm just gonna tell a story because we're running out of time, and then what he does is instead of doing all these miracles, he starts teaching. He's, and the, the Jews are just amazed. They're like, oh, we can't quite figure out, well, how did you learn all of this stuff? Do you remember the example that I had here the last couple of weeks that I've preached? It's like, here's the miracle, here's the sign, here's the wonder, here's the thing that's going on, here's the amazing teaching, and what does Jesus do? He points back to the Father. He points back to the Father. He keeps saying, you know, it's not about me. Now, don't get hung up on that. There's a time that comes a little bit later on in the Gospels where Jesus actually does talk about himself, and he says, hey, you gotta look at me, but this is all about the time is not ready yet, so what he does is he takes all that glory, he takes all that, and he, and he points it back to the Father, and what's going on with his brothers and what's going on with the other religious leaders is they don't get that yet, that we gotta point back, and they're so hooked on what Jesus is doing and what they're doing is they're pointing back to their laws and to their rules and saying, you cannot do it that way because we don't do it like that in church. We've never done church that way. See, they're all bent out of shape because Jesus, in chapter five, healed somebody on the Sabbath day, a day of rest, you're not supposed to do anything. If your sheep falls into a gutter, you're not into a, into a, 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 a pit, you're not supposed to take him out. The only exception, you know, is if a, if a boy baby is born and has to get circumcised, well, we can, we can do a circumcision then on that day, and well, you know, if it is really about the sheep getting, then, then we can do, but other than that, you can't do anything else that's considered work on the Sabbath day. And Jesus comes along and he does this sign where he heals somebody and he's like, you'll go ahead and do, you can read it, it's in John chapter seven. He said, you'll go ahead and you will circumcise a boy, you'll break the law of Moses to circumcise a baby boy, but I can't heal somebody? I can't deliver them, they can't be set free? You see, what is this, what's this thing called the church all about? What's this thing all about? Is it about rules and regulations saying, you know, you gotta come to church on Sunday morning from 10.30 to 12, and I hope you continue to, but if you don't come to church on Sunday morning from 10.30 to 12, well, then you're, you're, you're lost. You're lost. You're not gonna make it. You're not gonna make the cut. You see, the concept that Jesus is talking about here is that we have to reflect that glory back to the Father. We see those signs and wonders. Tina, you're, you're teaching this, this class. We've got this material. And my guess is that someday you're gonna be teaching it and we're gonna hear some miraculous testimony about somebody just going, you know what? I went there, I had all these these issues, I took care of the forgiveness thing, I got some my diet things right, I got some other things going on, and the next thing you know, 
I'm, I'm healed. I'm not dealing with cancer. I'll give you an example from my own life. Uh, in 2011, uh, my sister passed away. When I got uh, found out from my wife that the same weekend that she passed away, our well went out. That's a stupid thing. So I'm in the backyard digging out my well. January, uh, nobody's got equipment out, so I start digging out the well by hand. And the next thing you know, I'm down in a hole seven feet deep, and I'm using a bucket and throwing gravel up over my shoulder, and Annette and Zoe are out, it's freezing, they're taking that gravel and they're dumping it all out. And in the process of that, I woke up the next morning, couldn't raise my arm. And I went to the doctor and I said, you tore your rotator cuff. Hold your arm out here. She pushes on, hold it up, I can't hold it up. Okay, she said, well, what happened? you got to have surgery. I said, surgery, man, I don't want surgery. Yeah, you got to have surgery. The only thing they didn't do, I will say this, the only thing they didn't do is they didn't do the MRI, but I went and saw two different doctors, two different doctors, checked my arm, they're like, yeah, it's torn. I said, okay, when do you want to plan a surgery? I said, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to plan a surgery. I'm just going to hang out for a while and we'll see what happens. I asked my doctor, I said, is there any chance, is there any chance that that could grow back? Nope, it will not attach itself. I said, okay, well, I'm just going to hang out. I've got some folks who are praying for me, and I'm just going to do that. It was about six months later when I went to put this box up on a shelf. Box, I, it was full of all kinds of parts. So I picked this box up, and I put it up on a shelf in my garage, and I went, hey, that thing works. It works so good, I'm really not sure what shoulder it was anymore. I think it was my right one, but I don't... Remember, I got full strength back there. See, I had to turn and say, I had this miracle on my shoulder, but it's not just about the miracle on my shoulder. It's about the fact that God did that miracle. It's not about this. This is a sign. It's just a sign that shows that he's still in charge. It's just a sign that says church is about him. Ecclesia is about him. Gathering together is about him. We should be able to share that truth and that love and that care. If somebody gets healed downstairs, they're not getting healed downstairs. They're getting healed from him. He's the source. He's the hope. He's the truth. He's the life. No man comes to the Father but through Jesus. And Jesus brings us to the Father. He makes the way. It's about him. He's the source. That's what church is about. That's what healing is about. That's what restoration is about. The the brothers had doubts. They did not believe Jesus. Jesus said, okay, you want me to show up and do more miracles? I'm not gonna do miracles. I'm gonna show you something else. I'm gonna show you the Father by the way that I teach. The Bible says he taught with authority like they had never seen. And still, the leaders wanted to kill him. Do you know why they wanted to kill him? John chapter seven, because when Jesus spoke, he convicted him. He convicted, his words brought conviction. His words made him face their sin. When you sit in a small group with people and you're sitting there having a conversation and you open up your heart, don't be surprised if somebody says, well, you know, that's really good, but here's what the word says about that. Here's what the Bible says. And you might not like that. You might not like that. That might kind of gripe at you. You might go, yeah, I don't like it. Jesus faced that. When Jesus spoke, it it griped at at the, the leaders so badly that they wanted to kill him. Jesus told his brothers, you can go up to the temple anytime you want to. Because the words that you speak, they don't convict anybody. Me, when I speak, 
They want to take me out. They want to take me out. Jesus says to the leaders when he does teach, he's like, I did one little miracle. John chapter seven, verse 21 through 22. I did one miracle. And you're all amazed. Yeah, because Moses gave you this circumcision commandment. Actually, he says it wasn't Moses. It came from the patriarchs. You circumcise a boy on a Sabbath. You don't think anything of it. But now, now I go and heal somebody. You get all bent out of shape. You see, here's the deal, folks. I think God wants to, that God wants to use us. Somebody came to me one time years ago, said, Pastor, I just need to let you know what's going on. I said, okay, what's going on? It was a Sunday. It was about, I don't know, let's see, about 12.05. Church was just done. I said, you need to know what's going on. I said, what's going on? Barry is baptizing people this afternoon. Did you know that Barry was baptizing people this afternoon? I said, no. Really? Yeah, he is. That should be done through the church. You shouldn't allow that. And I said, show me where that says that. That in Acts? Where was that that said that Barry can't baptize people? Guess what? If he leads someone to Christ and someone says, what should I do next? I know what Barry's answer is. Come on, get your swim shorts. You're gonna get yourself baptized. That's what you should do next. Well, but the rules of the church say that that should be done by Whoever's closest to the water, that's what should be done by, right? You're, you're sitting there, you're, you're, some of you are maybe, it's kind of tough, not really sure. But that's not the way we do church. Pastor, we've never done church like that before. It's time. It's time to start doing ecclesia. It's time to start being the church. I gotta tell you, here's the truth. It was just a little tinge of me that wanted to be like, yeah, you're right. And I convicted got the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit got a hold of me before I jumped on that band. Baloney. Be the church. We're supposed to 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 be the, you know, we're supposed to be the church. We're supposed, to, Jesus said, go and make, go and make pastors so that pastors can make associate pastors so that associate pastors can make Sunday school teachers Right? That's how that goes? Not quite. quite. Ephesians chapter 4 talks about that. This is a little bit clearer. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11, it says, He gave some to be pastors and teachers so that they could do all the baptizing and the praying, so that they could equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. What? Wait, Wait a minute. Pastor, does this mean that when we get this new part open and we're ready for 400 people that you're not gonna do it all? That's what it means. I might even take a vacation. (laughs) My job is not to do that. My job is to equip the saints to do the work of the ministry. What's the work of the ministry? What did we read last week? What did we read last week in the book of John? What's the work of the ministry? How about believing on him, right? Your job is to go out and help people believe on Jesus. How do we do that? I don't know, maybe get part of an ecclesia. A what? Small group of people who care about one another. A small group of people who are willing to say, you know what, I 
I just care about you. We're, we're just we're gonna get together. We're gonna have coffee and rolls. Well, come on over on Tuesdays. We're just gonna have coffee and and a, and, a, and a cookie. I want to talk about how, how's life going. Well, but wait a minute. I don't go to your church. Yeah, you don't go to my church. That's okay. We live on the same block. Maybe that's what qualifies us. Maybe that's all that it takes. I think God wants to take us to a new place. I think he wants to take us to the place that we become the church. And sometimes people aren't going to like that. Jesus had people who didn't believe in him, his own brothers who knew him very, very well. They didn't believe him. The religious leaders really hated him. You might have some religious leaders in town who kind of question your motives. Trying to take the church? Nope, trying to be the church. Are you trying to do that? Nope, just trying to be the church. That's all. That's all. It's just a little thing. I just want to be the church. Well, what about forgiveness? Well, I think people should do that. I think we actually, uh, I think we actually are dispensers of that. I should be able to. I, you know what I believe? I'm going to close with this. You know what I believe? Here's what I believe. I believe the way scripture reads and I can't pull it up right now but we're actually supposed to be dispensers so that when somebody comes to us and they confess something that's gone on in their life like if I go to, to Brian and I confess something's gone I believe he can actually dispense impute forgiveness to me do you know that? do you know that you have that ability? Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Now you go and be disciple, be disciple makers. So when people come to you and they got these problems, you go ahead and dispense forgiveness on God's behalf. I repent. He's like, guess what? You're free. Really? You have the authority to do that? All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go and make disciples. Here you go. Here's your toolbox. In that toolbox, forgiveness, you should be a, tool, you should be a dispenser of that. Whoop. Hope, you should be a dispenser of that. Life, peace, joy. I gotta stop. Or I'm gonna keep on going. Lord, I just thank you for this day. God, I think you're calling us to, to grow up and to be the church. We find in the book of Acts that the church actually grows on itself. It, it grows because the church is being the church. And as it goes out and, be, and, and becomes the church in a community, then what happens is people continue to show up. Not necessarily at the big church, they show up in the small, in the ecclesia, in the small groups that are going on. And as they do that, they get drawn into the larger body. And the church grows. You add to the number day by day, day by day. Day by day. It started over 2,000 years ago. The church is still alive. There were 11 guys who started it. It's still alive. Millions of people have come. Millions of people have come into the kingdom of light. And you still have that door open for us to be the ecclesia, to be the this, this small groups out there reaching out into the darkness, bringing people into the light. You, you still are giving us that ability, that time, that, that grace. Help us, God, where we have doubts. Help those around us that doubt. Help us to be the church, God. In Jesus' name, amen? amen. Go out and be the church. Go out and make yourself a few disciples this week. How's that? Amen. Bless you again. If anybody wants to go.